0: This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by... Sci-Fi Saturday's Bartow. It's going to be February 21st, 2015. It's going to be at 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And it's going to be free in downtown Bartow. What's going to happen there, Deuce? They're going to have sci-fi vendors, costume contests, music, food, and family fun. They're even gonna have Star Trek 4, The Voyage Home, on the two-story high movie wall. And guess who else is gonna be there? A happy hour with Johnny and Deuce is gonna be there, so you gotta come check it out. Find him on Facebook at Sci-Fi Saturday's Bartow, and that sci-fi spelled S Y F Y, just like the television network, Saturday's Bartow. Do it. <laughs>
1: Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack and of course I have Deuce. Deuce is here and of course this is the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. And of course we love to do this before every episode. It's the happy Deuce salute.
0: And this time I think we're going to do it in stereo. Because in stereo. I need, I need one too. So yep. you ready? One, two. Uh, ah. Good times. Good times. Oh yeah. Little, uh, little, uh. little old Miller High Life—the champagne of beers. Yep. Cheers, cheers, buddy. cheers!
1: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> and we love to drink. We also love
1: playing some video games.
0: Yes, we do. And we have a very special guest with us tonight. And Johnny, I'm going to let you do the pleasure of introducing him.
1: Yeah, we have our friend Jason Koontz He, uh, wow, what has this guy not done? He's uh, literally been all over the world, and uh, he's. He loves gaming, and it's a huge passion of his. Music's a huge passion of his, and uh, I thought I would just uh, bring him on and get some thoughts on the industry and how things are going, and how the, the uh, you know the, the current gen consoles and everything else like that. So, uh, Jason, uh, welcome to the Happy Hour with uh, Johnny and Deuce.
2: It is an absolute pleasure. I can't thank you guys enough for inviting me on, Johnny Deuce. It, it's been a while since I've had the chance to talk to either of you, so I'm looking forward to catching up talking about the topics, and it uh, looks like it'll be a fun night, fortunately.
1: Oh, yeah. So, Jason, um, I was telling Kyle, and uh, you were pretty infamous for a certain game that required a plastic instrument. Could you uh, kind of <laughs> give us some more insight on that?
2: <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, the thing that really got me started in the uh, the gaming world, of course, uh, I'm a huge Huge fan of esports, competitive gaming, and the thing that really got me into it uh, was Guitar Hero, a title that's kind of been forgotten in pop culture in the last five years. But yeah, I used to play it competitively. Uh, I had the absolute pleasure, and, uh, and I guess you could say uh, luck, of, of falling into it at the right time and uh, getting to compete for two national championships, which was just an absolute great life experience. for took me all around the U.S. And- I wouldn't be where I was today if it wasn't for that uh, that plastic guitar. In fact, recently I just got my first tattoo, and I uh, I actually got a guitar hero guitar on me, you know, to uh, say thank you in a way and show off who I am a little bit. Uh, that plastic guitar that kind of brought me where I am. Can't yeah. can't say I would be where I was without it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I've actually, folks, I've actually uh, was at a tournament with him, like a small one, like an indie one, <clears throat> and uh, he totally this floor to everyone it was pretty amazing like I I I dabbled in it and I wasn't I was just super amateur but this you know Jason's really taking it he took it at like a competitive like championship level and uh, it was just amazing especially when you got to like the crazy solos like cult of personality and, and whatnot like those those solos were ridiculous I actually got to see you was on GameSpot had a tournament you were on there and you were you were doing that song can you fill us in on that Oh
2: gosh, that was the first uh that was the first national championship one. It was the uh the GameSpot Rock This Way tournament. It was done right at the release of Guitar Hero Aerosmith. And uh, they took the top four players uh from the nation via tournament online and they flew us all out to San Francisco and there's a bunch of different ways to uh like different like songs, things like that we had to play once we were there. We got to the finals and we had to play one of the songs from Guitar Hero Aerosmith, which was not even released at that point and uh i was able to win which was really cool so uh, again really neat that was my first time ever to the west coast which was because of that and uh ended up taking home the victory there so uh, very cool experience.
1: yeah i got to see that live you had told me it was going to be like simulcast you know on the web and i was searching frantically I was like he gave me the link and I was like waiting I was at work so I was like alright I'm gonna watch that at work you know and, and uh, it was uh, <clears throat> it was fun I was cheering you couldn't hear me but I was, I was screaming and cheering him on you know like it was uh, like it's a sporting event and that, that's the thing I want to touch base on is how amazing the the industry has changed the way we play 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 video games and take in media because you look at the Evo I mean can you touch base a little bit more what Evo is?
2: Evo, sure, yeah, one of the biggest fighting games, or the biggest fighting game tournament every single year. I mean, that's, I think that's really just even touching the, like, the tip of the the iceberg right now with the the behemoth that has become esports, you know, every single year, this giant fighting game tournament, people from all over the world, you know, parts of Asia, parts of Europe, flying over to Vegas to compete in this giant fighting game tournament, all different fighting games. All these players coming together and showing their passion, their love for competition. So many fantastic games to compete in. and I, I just, I can't get enough of what competitive gaming has become. And, and frankly, I think that's one of the best events, but I mean, we'd be amiss if we didn't mention things like what, uh, what Riot's doing with League of Legends, Unreal, and of course, Valve, uh, Dota 2, the International that they've been running, just competitive gaming in general is getting so big, it's fantastic.
1: Well, people treat this like an actual sporting event. Like, that's what's so amazing. People come out to these these events, and it's crazy. Like, I, I see some of the videos online, and I can't believe it's people are cheering on. They have a fan base, and, like, people holding up signs. Like, it's pretty nuts. Like, <clears throat> what's your uh, take on on the fighting indus- fighting game industry in general? Because I know, uh, have you dabbled in any of that? Or what's your take on that? Fighting
2: games in general? I mean... <laughs> I, you know, it, it's a funny thing. I have never been good at fighting games. Never. I'm actually quite bad at them. But, uh, because I was such an esports fan, there was a tournament at one point, uh, for the same company that did a lot of guitar hero tournaments. It was the Dell, uh, it was like College Gaming League, something like that. I can't remember the exact name because it, it didn't stay long, around very long. But, uh, I ended up competing in Four Caliber. Uh, 4 at the time. That's the only game I ever played in uh, a national tournament aside from Guitar Hero. I think it was just a lack of competition for people to know about it, but it still felt pretty good. Uh, But (laughs) I love watching fighting games, especially things that uh, are so pleasing to you. Things like Soul Calibur. I've always been a fan of Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. And uh, i got to give a really big shout-out if you haven't played the game. uh, Iron Galaxy uh, Keith is the name of the man who with the brain behind this game. but There's a little fighting game gym called Divekick. That's my absolute favorite fighting game by far on the market. Uh, if you haven't had the chance, it's on Steam, it's on, it's on console as well, and it's the best 2D fighting game. It's so simple, anybody can pick it up. Two bucks, two bucks fighting game. With um, all that being said, I love watching fighting games. I'm absolutely crap at playing them but they're so fun
1: to spectate well i think what's great about it is like you know we're in this especially in america we're we're really <clears throat> it's really big with uh, smash brothers it's huge okay. like it is a phenomenon especially in america like we i don't think they thought it was going to take over this big here but i think it was the insurgence of smash brothers melee for the gamecube that really took that franchise by storm and you see now it's It's selling like gangbusters, like it's crazy, like how successful that franchise is. Of course, in Japan and over, you know, all the world, but in America itself, I don't think they anticipated it when it came out on the uh, 64 way back in the day. Uh You know, just these old blocky characters hitting each other, Mario and Pikachu. You know, who would have thought it would have, you know, taken over? And I always love watching those uh, those tournaments online because you always have like that huge fan base that just loves to watch those those games and whatnot. Um, But uh, Uh do you play Smash Brothers at all, or? Smash Bros. is fantastic, what a great franchise,
2: you know, just taking all the characters we know and love and smacking them into one game together, it's just magic, and, and I agree, it actually is such a fantastic game to watch live, uh, Major League Gaming used to run quite a bit of tournaments for Smash Brothers back in the Melee days, and I actually inter- interacted with quite a few of the, the players that played on the competitive scene, and Man, they were so passionate about me. They showed me things that I never would have even imagined that were possible. Like, the ice climbers had a way to kill someone in one hit, melee. And so I was just like, oh, wait, like, how did you even do that? I don't even understand. It was like an infinite grab that as soon as you grab someone, if you could chain your grabs together,
1: you could kill them instantly. Yep, you hear that sound. I, I'd never even seen that. <laughs> yeah, it like, was... It insane. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty nuts because like I've never been the best, but I, I do it for fun. It's just a fun game for me. You mentioned earlier VVV. Um, can you touch base on what that is? Sure, okay,
2: yeah. Uh, I used to play for a competitive organization. Of course, uh, eSports, there's lots of different teams, lots of different uh, organizations that put together players, sponsor players, and have them represent themselves at, at these events. And the team that I played for was called BDV Gaming. And that stands for Vision, Valor, Victory. I think there's no better talent factory in the esports world than BDV uh, Gaming at the moment. But uh, I, <laughs> it's a really funny story how I got involved with them. I uh, ended up playing on, there's a website called Game Battles, which MLG used to run. It was on a random day. I didn't have anything to do. Just played a lot. It just so happened on that day that he was deciding they wanted to start a random gaming division. And I uh, ended up being on the top of the leaderboards after that day because it just takes a bunch of people. But it was cool. I was like, all right, that's enough And then I got contacted. They're like, hey, we saw you out here, and we'd love to potentially work together. Uh, we've got this invite to this tournament. Would you like to take it and represent us? And uh, I was like, well, actually, I don't really need that invite because the, the prize here is a, a spot in the national championship, that I've already claimed the spot there from the tournament earlier this year and they're like well who the hell are you <laughs> so we ended up talking a bunch more and uh I, I basically told them i'd love to represent you guys but i'd like to be on your staff even more and help you continue to grow i, I like what you're doing and they basically said are you an angel did you fall from heaven <laughs> so we ended up working together and i i credit the staff and the gaming, Jerry Prohasco who owns the organization, Jordan Kahn, who helps run it as well. Those guys so so many kudos to them. They have such a beautiful talent factory. That's the only way I could put it. And it wouldn't be I, I wouldn't have learned the skills that I needed for the game industry if I didn't go through the gaming in the esports world first. So those guys are just they're amazing. Kudos to them.
1: What's well, funny now that you know you have like Rock Band and Guitar Hero and whatnot, they're kind of waning a little while. They've been waning for a while, but now you have oh, the, yeah. the Rocksmith. Uh, can you tell us what that's all about?
2: Yeah, sure. That's actually uh, one of the games that I've, uh, I've helped out a little bit with at Ubisoft, where I'm currently playing. Uh, Rocksmith is trying to take some of the ideas for what Guitar Hero Rock Band used to be and we apply those to the real guitar, and Really cool. It's got this dynamic learning system. You plug your guitar into your console or your PC, and it teaches you songs. And as you play through it, if you can play the song in the game, you're gonna actually know how to play the song by just plugging your guitar into an amp and the same thing. So, really great learning tool, and it, it works. In fact, there's this one little girl. I wish I could remember name. it's like Audrey or something. it might not be. I, I could be completely off base, but I know she lives over in Asia, and she's ten years old. And there's actually just a great viral video that uh, you know just spread kind of like wildfire on the internet uh, of her just wrecking a Slayer song in our game, and it was just it was the neatest thing in the world to see her a little sister screaming the vocals raw, raw, raw while she's just ripping apart this Slayer song. It looks so fun to see this little girl just shredding up the guitar, but uh, it works. It works. Rocksmith is fantastic. If you have any. Desire to learn guitar, can't recommend it enough.
1: I uh, I got it last year, and uh, it, I was even me as a seasoned guitar player. I uh, I was surprised at some of the difficulty levels in that game. I was like, wow, you know, because you're learning these songs technically, like note by note. You start off, and, it, and I lo- what I love about it is if you're missing notes, it'll kind of slowly scale back the difficulty level, and then if you get better, it'll increase the difficulty level. Like it, it really does help you learn the song. So, I, I, you know, kudos to them; they, they did a really great job with that. Now, that makes sense. Yeah, now, you you mentioned you're with Ubisoft now. How long have you been with them?
2: It's been about a year and a half since I started at Ubisoft. Uh, just, just about
1: a year and a half. And uh, you're like all over, right? Doing different things and projects and special things for them and chat and forums, and you're just like, they're they're having you do all kinds of stuff with them, right?
2: Oh, gosh. I've, I think I've been a part of, I want to say, six different titles and I've helped out with a couple of others like like Rocksmith I've never actually uh, worked on the game for any amount of time I just helped out with like Streams the uh, the community developer on the game Dan Amrak who actually used to work over at, uh, at Activision he used to work on uh, the one of swords it was called which you know he did things with uh, Duty Guitar Hero so kind of funny how that all works out but uh, yeah I did Streams and things like that with him but the titles I've actually helped with I used to work on the Might and Magic brand.
0: Nice. Did, uh, work
2: with the game Duel of Champions, which is a card game, very similar to Hearthstone, if you've seen that. Uh, now I'm working on a beautiful RPG called Child of Light that we released earlier this year, back in April, and two other titles. Uh, one is on the 360, which is called Air Mac Arena. It's kind of one of our strategy slash boba style games, it's kind of neat. And a title that we haven't actually released yet, coming out next year, called Toy Soldiers War Chest. I think it's going to be a, a game that really blows some people away when it comes out next year. A really fun a little
1: tower defense strategy game. That sounds interesting. Um, you mentioned probably one of my top five games of this year, Child of Light. Amazing title, amazing game. Uh, the story is breathtaking. It is creatively told uh, in a sort of like a fairy tale world and your aurora and you're kind of like telling this whole story and and it's beautiful and the way they interlay the music and it's it's kind of like a J- Japanese RPG game but it's not made in Japan and that's what really blew me away was like that creative storytelling and just how emotional things are and you, even though your character doesn't really speak technically uh you're reading the words and it's just this huge amazing arcing story and uh that game s- just sits with me you know even Months after I played the game, I still want to go back to it because that world's amazing. Like the watercolor world they created, and uh, I mean, what's your take on that game?
2: So I'm not just saying it because I work on it, but this is the first RPG since I want to say PlayStation One to really move me when I played through it. I uh, I got chills more times than I could admit through this game, even though it's a little bit of a shorter game for an RPG standard. And I think Jeffrey Olin, the person who did the writing for the game, knocked it out of the park uh, with the text. I mean, the fact that the entire game from beginning to end rhymes. What an absolute accomplishment to be able to make sense of a story that rhymes from beginning to end. And some of the text in the game is just so poignant. You know, between Aurora and uh, Piculous, when when she, there, there's this one line that sticks out in my memory. Like when I'm thinking of how powerful the, the text can be at times, Igniculus asks Aurora at one point, "What is love known by?" And she responds with, "When it hurts to say goodbye." Mm. That's just that's great writing. Absolutely love it. It's it's a gem, and I'm I'm so happy with the just. Outpouring of love and emotion we've gotten from our community, I've never seen a more passionate community. In the years that I've worked in community management, which is what I've been, I did DVD for four plus years, I've been at for a year and a half, so, just, you know, let's round it up to six. <laughs> like, that's a long time to work with different people, and I've never seen more passion than in the Child of Light community. We get the most amazing fan art, we get the most amazing creations. You know, people that do covers of the music, people that take their time and, and paint out these elaborate inspirations. You know, think they, they were just inspired by Child of the Light. It's fantastic. If you get the chance, hop on Facebook and go to the Child of the Light page. I share a lot of really cool fan creations every week. Uh, just recently, last week, I got this beautiful minimalist piece from uh, a fan in I ran. a a fan like this is someone that's in Iran that played our game and was moved enough to draw a a beautiful painting uh, of of their vision of the main character that's that's something that blows me away so I, I I can't say enough about how fantastic I feel about what the community has done for this game
1: well, I have to my hat's off to Ubisoft in general because I don't know of another company that would have taken a chance on something because it was a smaller team. If uh, correct me if I'm wrong, correct it was like a smaller division that that created Child of Light. This is true, yes. And they uh, they they use the Ubi Art Frame engine, um, and that was they used that in the the Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends games. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, so they what they've done, which I love those Rayman games, by the way. Those were fantastic. It those are so much fun to play. Uh great platforming. Love it. And they did another game called Valiant Hearts, which blew me away. Uh I I I teared up during that game several times. Uh and that hit me in a different way. It's 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 a way to it's a way to tell Story about history World War One, but in a way it's creative it's emotional you don't even have to be a history buff to enjoy it like there's there's so much going on in the background that like you have to play it again like so hats off to you guys for making this amazing all I want is more Ubi Art frame games keep them coming we'll keep buying them <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know I wish I, I, I wish that I knew about more than they were making or, <laughs> and even if I did I probably could about it but I I'm a fan too you know, the, the engine in itself, it's just gorgeous. It's beautiful. It looks like a water painting come to life. Uh, you mentioned the Rayman game. The music level of the just really creative. I have a lot of fun with them. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, I've got my fingers crossed that we see more of that engine in the future. And, and, you know, something in my gut tells me we probably will, because I think they've done pretty well for the company, too. But <laughs> 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 I obviously don't know those numbers, things like that. So just my personal thought.
1: So, Jason, there's there's a lot coming out um, for Ubisoft, and I'll let Deuce kind of handle the uh, reins on that, but uh, we want to talk about a game that's probably the most successful franchise you guys have. One of them is the Assassin's Creed
0: franchise. Sure, yeah. Uh, definitely I want to ask you about the Assassin's Creed franchise. Uh, the one thing I'm really excited about that you guys did this year, and i, I got to give you as a company a lot of kudos for you've got the Assassin's Creed Unity which is coming out on Xbox 1 and the PS4 and then you made another one that's Assassin's Creed game uh, Rogue, Rogue what, yeah which is coming out on the Xbox 360 and the PS3 which I appreciate just because I my probably my favorite game at launch for the PS4 was Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag it, it, it looked gorgeous, and it played great, but I always felt like it was holding back just a hair. Like, they could have done more if they focused on just putting it out on the PS4, and this year to be able to just uh, unleash the beast, as you will, on on that system. I, I think it's going to turn out looking really good, and everything I've seen from it looks really, really good. Uh, what can you share with us about that, and, and maybe, if at all, deciding on making you know two different games, one for each system?
2: Well To be fair I don't know as much About Rogue Because I'm, I'm actually Not a part of These bad three You know I do only work On the titles That I uh, mentioned before But From what I've seen And honestly It isn't everything Because you know I, Again I don't get Too much behind the scenes On it Because you know It's not my title But I absolutely love What they're doing With Unity In the season pass So If you guys haven't seen this I definitely recommend Checking this out uh, they included an entire extra game in the season pass. Now, I, did, pass. I did see Have
0: that. you that's, guys seen that? That's the one that's in China, and it's kind of a side-scroller.
2: Correct. Yeah. It's something completely different, and I love the idea that they kind of threw in this extra, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, we're going to give you some extra custom DLC if you get the season pass, but here's another game completely as well. I think that's really neat. Not to mention all the other things that are already included in the game, that they've they worked so hard on, some of their stuff. You know, the, the new uh, amounts of people, like the amount of people they are actually going to be able to fit on the screen, uh, the multiplayer, the focus uh, on the multiplayer they've done. It's, just, it's really cool. I am personally really stoked to play it myself.
0: Well, I'm super stoked, and one of the things I'm really excited about is the fact that, like, me and Johnny like it when we can play together and at least with Unity this year it's going to be the first year where me and him can actually play the game together like he can help me with missions which I think you guys as a company was a a great idea because I think more and more games are wanting to be co-op and multiplayer so you can play with your friends because as a gamer that's why I got into gaming because yes I'm a nerdy guy and I like to play at home but I, I do have friends in the real world that I do like to play with (laughs) <laughs> and it kind of lets you go out and play with them, and I also like this year how you guys have added the uh the customization of your assassins, so you can get like different colored looking outfits, and your outfit can look different, and it's not like I've got the exact same avatar as everybody else does. I really like the customizations that they've added this year, yeah yeah I think uh I really think
2: everyone can be blown away when they see the final product, you know. It's, this is one of those things that really gives you a lot of pride, you know. Yeah. With with, a, with working for a company like Ubisoft, you see just how many amazing things that our team is able to pull together. Uh, you know, uh, I keep mentioning it, but, you know I don't work on these teams, but I get to see the amazing work they put together on the teams, like for the Assassin's Creed franchise or for the Far Cry franchise or. Mm-hmm. Just Dance, or any of these other big brand names. When you get to see that, you know, when I get to read these emails from people saying, "Hey, we just did this. This is pretty cool." It's it's neat. It's a really cool feeling. It's this this feeling of pride saying, think, "Wow, you know, this company is really able to do a lot." Uh, and I just I think we have such talent there, and I'm I'm pretty stoked as well for everything we just said. It, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Well, actually, and you just hit on another one that I really wanted to talk about, and that is the Far Cry 4. I was not the biggest Far Cry fan in the world, to be honest with you. And then last year, I got Far Cry 3, and it just completely oh, yeah. blew me away. Just the story... For a shooter to have such a story that really could like touch me, you know what I'm saying? Like It was a story where like I really got involved, I really cared about the characters. It's not just, oh, go shoot a bunch of shit, you know what I mean? It's not like, just go kill everything. It really had a good story with it, and I really, really enjoyed it and all the things they added to it. And this year, what I'm really excited about, and it's kind of like what I was just saying with Assassin's Creed, the share option. Because I know Johnny's probably not going to buy it right away. I've already, but uh, I'm looking forward to this year how, with Far Cry 4, they've added the feature that if I have the game, Johnny can jump in the game with me and do kind of a shared experience thing, which you guys talked about a lot at E3, which I thought was really Uh cool. And I think it's even funnier that you were the guys that first came up with it. You were the ones that kind of first had this idea. And now, because we just talked about it in a recent episode of our podcast, um, Sony is kind of jumping on this bandwagon of the shared game experience where you can... Remember we talked about that? Yeah,
1: the, for like 60 minutes you can jump in. Anyone's you can jump game. in
0: on anyone's yeah. game for 60 minutes and kind of virtually pass the controller uh, with each other. But I really thought it was neat that like Ubisoft was the one who did it first. You know what I'm saying? Like they had the idea first, and now other companies are semi trying to to get on the same bandwagon or come up with the same idea. Which I mean goes to show how far above the game that Ubisoft is. Um, well, thank you for
2: the kind words. I mean, I think there's a couple of things that are really doing well I mean the q to like that they they just mentioned that's a great to talk about I think it's a really cool idea um and before I get too far into this actually I wanted to mention something about what you said before about Far Cry storyline just a side note uh the guy who wrote the Far Cry 3 storyline is actually the exact same person that did Child of Light that's Jeffrey Yovlin wow. so same writer on Child of Light and Far Cry 3 so if you did enjoy the story that's uh Another
0: shout out to him, he's, he's fantastic in his rating. That's a big shout out to him, because I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it, I did not play Child of Light, I'm not a big RPG fan myself, but I really, really liked Far Cry 3, and that story was amazing, so for me, the, the rough and tumble shooter guy, badass to have a story touch him like that, I thought that was kind of, I thought it was kind of cool, so it's a big shout out to him, because he can kind of do both, you know?
2: Uh, he actually was a lead writer on uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood as well, if I remember correctly. But oh, okay. That one
1: okay cool. of it, I think so. Before we get into any other uh, future titles that Ubisoft's uh, putting out, I want to talk about a title you guys released this year that uh, sold 9 uh, million units uh, crazy,
0: uh, Watch Dogs. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, we both, well, I shouldn't say we both. You just got done playing it. I was done playing it about three or four months ago when it came out but I've got to say for a new IP Watch Dogs really blew my mind not just with the game itself but just the ideas it added because basically you took the if you will the Grand Theft Auto template and you added stuff to it that made it so much better than just the pieces you know what I'm saying? like you took all of the puzzle pieces but made something even bigger and even better with it
2: sure yeah I think uh, I think you're spot on. I mean, this is just again my personal opinion on it, but I I I feel like the Watch Dogs IP is just such a winner. Like again, this is you know my personal opinion, but I feel like the characters there are things that can be long lasting. You know, like Aiden is something that I can definitely see uh, you know coming back in the future. I have no idea if we'll be revisiting him or not. but, you know, with the success of the game, you have to imagine that you would, but again, I have no idea. Yeah. I've heard the future plans there. But, I mean, when the game sells as well as it did, and, you know, the reviews were pretty positive on the game. Mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think the game has, you know, I think we've set the, the groundwork, you know. Kind of like how the first Assassin's Creed set the, the franchise you know, in the right direction. Assassin's Creed 2, I think we kind of really knocked it out of the park there. Fingers crossed we can potentially do the same thing with, with Watch Dogs in the future. Again, you know, who knows if we revisit it. I've got my fingers crossed, personally. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing something from the Watch Dogs team, hopefully,
0: you know, in the future. I really enjoyed Watch Dogs, and like you said, the main character, when I was done with that game, I wanted more from that story, and uh, we, we said this on an earlier podcast of ours, in, in my opinion, it's totally just my opinion, uh, I always thought the first assassin's creed game was more like a proof of concept like this is our idea for the game this is the whole how you go back in time and it was just kind of like like baby steps you know what i'm saying almost like uh, the oculus rift games now they're just like a proof of concept they're not a whole game they're just enough to kind of get your get your taste buds uh wet if you will and sure. that's kind of sure. what i felt watchdogs was it was like here's this idea of this game that is a a lot like uh 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 grand theft auto in in the sandbox style but then you add the hacking and all these other you know uh things to it which makes it completely different and i think in my opinion it was more like a proof of concept like this is our idea of how this game will work and since it sold like just gangbusters I've got to think that they're going to come back and make another game. And like I said, hopefully, you know, knock on wood with those same characters. Because I just think those characters have got so much story left to tell. I mean, I wanted more. Like, the minute I was done, I was like, damn it, when's the DLC coming out? Because I bought the uh, season pass. And like, so, like, I'm I'm just frothing at the mouth to get, because I just got it back from Johnny uh, to play the uh, the DLC and stuff that came out for it. I I
2: agree 100%. I mean, I don't want to be too redundant because I I just, I think I I agree with, like, everything you said. You know, I I feel like there's a lot of potential there for the future. I personally hope that the company decides to revisit it. Uh, Again, with the success of the title as well, I mean, I, I don't know the exact statistic, but I feel like I remember seeing somewhere, and this is where if I worked on the title, I'd probably know more, but... I remember seeing that, you know, it's one of the fastest-selling IPs of all time back when it was released. I think oh, Destiny yeah. just beat it out for, you know, even more faster units, faster. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's not something you can really overwrite. So I suppose we'll see down the line. I've got my fingers crossed.
1: Well, I, I give Ubisoft a lot of credit. They, they were really smart in their decision to push the game, you know, uh, push it back. Because, you know, you don't want a game that's rushed, and I and I feel personally that Ubisoft, that was a smart move on their behalf, because they really made this game polished, and they really did a great job of, you know, having that extra time to to really flesh out some things and, and whatnot, and I, I kind of feel like the same way you did, I feel like, you know, Assassin's Creed 2, my goodness, I, wow, blown away by that. You know, I like Assassin's Creed three, but four I was it seems like every second game that comes out you guys are just approving upon it. It just blew me away. And I'm I'm hoping that you know, we get to see that with Watch Dogs if there's a Watch Dogs two like they can just take what they did with Watch Dogs One and just expand upon it and I mean that hacking was so much fun, like I just felt like a god in the city, you know, I could do all these amazing things, hack bank accounts and and you got to see the different celebrities that were throughout the game, which I won't spoil any of them, but that was so much fun to see that as well and like you guys just they did such a great job with that. Um, I Also, want to shout out to Aisha Tyler. She was awesome at the at the E3 uh, press conference. She was fantastic for you know being the host uh, for your E3 there. I, I thought she did a bang up job. Yeah,
0: hands down. Like I know you get absolutely zero say in it, but you need to keep her like lifetime as your host <laughs> for E3 because she kills it every year.
2: Hey, I mean she's actually in Watchdog. If you haven't seen, she's, yeah. Uh, She's an NPC. If you uh,
1: are walking down the street, you'll 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 find her if you look hard enough. So, but. so Jason, what's your what's your history? You know, with you know, race car games, like because you know, Ubisoft's come out with the crew, and you know, we've had uh, iterations of you know, Burnout, and we've had Need for Speed, and Gran Turismo, and those are huge. You know, they all make tons of money and whatnot, but like they're all different. And I think what I think you know, Drive Club just came out, and that's its own separate thing. But I think what separates the crew amongst any other of these titles is I felt like the whole being able to be connected and to be able to go from one point across the country to the other and be able to, like, that blew me away when I got the I didn't get to play the Alpha or anything like that, but I had friends that got to check it out, and they they were blown away by what they saw. And it just, have you got to even see any of the crew at all? Like, any thoughts on that? Yeah, the crew is fantastic. I
2: love the fact that they've been, taking it different places in person and showing it off as well and we've been doing so many different betas for the game getting people's opinions, taking that feedback, you know I, I'm really happy with the way the company has treated the game thus far um, I haven't played it myself yet because I'm really bad <laughs> <laughs> but that that's okay because i see a lot of people in my office for example play it and I love everything I've seen and I actually am looking forward to playing it. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a crew together and playing through the game once it does release. We did just announce that it was uh, pushed back a little. And this kind of goes back to what you were saying about Watch I'm, and This is, again, personal thing. Um I love that I work for a company that where they're not scared to you know, say, hey, you know what, we want to put a little bit more polish on this. We want to make this game even better. We know it can be better. Let's take the extra two, three weeks and make this awesome. It's you know, not like Watch Dogs, where it was actually quite a bit of fun, but I think uh, if I remember the cruise, it's like a month different, you know, it's going to be December this year, I
0: believe. Yes, so, they that's that's
2: de- a cool feeling to know that we're that quality content.
0: I like that a lot. Yeah, and I, I really like it. And the other thing, and you actually just hit on it, that I liked, they moved it back to December 11th is when they're going to drop it, so they moved it back a whole month But what I really am excited about, they're going to do one more beta, is what I was reading today in November. So that means that they're going to give people like, I think two weeks is what I read with the beta. And so that means they'll get even more feedback from people so they can put some finishing polish on it. Which I think is awesome because, I mean, being that close to release, doing one last hurrah beta to get as much, you know, playtesting and, you know, hands-on experience with it. And feedback as possible before it's released tells me that they really want this thing to succeed and do gangbusters.
2: Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah.
0: So, Jason,
1: um, what what is your gaming console of choice right now? Oh,
2: man. You're going to put me out there on the spot like this? Am uh, I... I have to be the jerk that says PC because <laughs> I mean, I'm such a PC gamer right now. Like I still haven't done, I haven't made myself get a new console yet. I haven't gotten a Curse gen console yet. I just, I mean, I play them at work. You know, I, I work on titles that are going to be on the new current gen console. You know, like I just haven't done it though because I'm such a PC gaming nerd. I love PC. <laughs> I don't know I
0: think if I had to buy one right now I'd buy a PS4 but I'm still waiting I'm still waiting I-, I need something that's gonna entice me into buying
2: it that I can't get on PC you should've ate at Taco Bell <laughs> do you know Kyle's story? uh no I don't
0: think I know this I want it from Taco Bell
2: <laughs> what?
0: yeah I want it from one of those $5 boxes so maybe if you had ate at Taco Bell more you could've gotten a PS4 by now
2: <laughs> There's a Taco Bell across the street from my office. I'm going there for the week. They're, they're, they're still giving away our
0: thing. <laughs> no, no, they're <Damn>. done. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's no fair. So the moral so of the story awesome. is: yeah, j- be a giant fat ass. If you're a giant fat ass, <laughs> <laughs> then you will win a free system.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's funny. Cause I want to win a PS4. Yeah, well, you always hear people about it, but you never never hear anyone you know that wins any of these things. And it's so funny when Kyle goes, yeah, uh, I don't know if this is legit or not, but uh, Taco Bell sent me a thing saying, hey, you're going to get your PS4. Congratulations. And I'm like, no, no way. And he gets it, he gets it like a week earlier than everyone else.
0: So yeah, I, was I got like, it a wow. week ahead of time with a couple games. And it was so funny because I went to the week it came out, um, because I, I love giving your company money Um, I went to Target and they had buy two get one free games uh, and this was before the systems were released so I bought Assassin's Creed 4 I bought uh, the new Call of Duty and then I bought the uh, Shadowfall the um, oh, Killzone the Killzone yeah. thank you and it was like they were like well why are you buying all these games the system ain't even out yet and I'm like it ain't out yet, but it's at my house, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch!" Oh my goodness, that's
2: awesome.
1: So, <laughs> so yeah, so um, it's funny. I, it's funny that you mentioned current gen because that's how you know you have someone that's in the industry because you say it correctly. Because there's still a lot of people that that say it incorrectly. Oh yeah, I'm getting the next. You know the next the next gen, gen system. The yeah. next gen system. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is the current generation now, yeah. and, and I just hate people. It's a little uh, pet peeve of mine. I think people people say, "Oh, it's this is the current you know next." So gen. it's not
0: just R and or. It's also yeah. next gen and current next gen? gen. Okay,
1: yeah, it's it's next gen, but yeah, it's considered it's actually current gen. And I, I love that you know you you said it correctly because you're in the industry. You know that's what it's called and and whatnot. So <laughs> it's I don't know. It's a little. Yeah, pet
2: it's of funny. It. You know, we hear the same thing all the time too. You know, like oh, we next gen console.
1: You get? Wait, wait, wait. We talking about PS Five already? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so Jason, um, you're from Florida. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, I yeah. actually. Finally just left the state last year after, uh, after 27 glorious years in the Sunshine State.
1: And where are you at now, Jason?
2: Uh, Northern Carolina, actually, right outside of Raleigh.
1: And what's your, uh, thoughts on North Carolina? I heard it's beautiful.
2: You know, the weather here, I, I don't think I could ever go back to Florida because it's just so beautiful, absolutely gorgeous up here. But uh, at the same time, you know, it, it, there's something about me that misses the rain. Okay, no, I'm lying. I, I really <laughs> I love the weather here. It's so much better than Florida. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to actually have four seasons.
1: Oh. That's pretty cool. So, Jason, um, you're going to be coming down hopefully sometime soon, and we'd love to have you in studio live because we appreciate you taking the phone call with us because, you know, um, you're all the way to North Carolina and we're here in Florida and uh, we you know you're a trooper by uh, being on the phone with us we really appreciate you doing that
2: of course of course yeah if you, if you guys are throwing out an invitation to come in the studio and, and hang out I'd love to I mean I should be down there probably sometime in December I'd imagine for the holidays and the time my family is I'd love to swing on by and uh, chat with you guys more that'd be awesome
0: well, brother, you've got an open-door policy here on the Happy Hour anytime you want. And also, uh, we're going to have to take you. There's a place in Orlando now called Player One Video Game Bar. And it's probably... Oh, I've
2: heard of it. I've heard of
0: it. Well, brother, the beers are on me. So whenever you want to go, we're, we're going to make it happen, Captain. And it, it will it will blow your brain hole, is what it will do. <laughs> it is probably the coolest place I've ever seen. So. Oh, man. I'm, I'm super excited
2: about that. Funny thing, when I was still working on the game Duel of Champions, I was looking at uh, throwing together an idea of running more events in person, and I was trying to find out and see if there was any place in Orlando that I could you know, run events, and that was one of the places I looked at, so I've never been, but I've looked at a bunch of information from it because the book's really cool, so that sounds like that'll be a blast, I'm looking
0: forward to it. Oh, it'll be awesome, man. I'm, a, I'm actually a member there, and my nim- membership number is 10, <laughs> so <laughs> that's how early I got on the bandwagon. So, uh, we would love to take you there, man. You're going to love it, and especially as much Ubisoft swag as they've got hanging around the place, I'm sure they probably help pay for your rent at least a month or two. <laughs> um, but it, well, maybe I could find some posters around the office
2: that I could bring and be like, hey, guys, here you go. Have no, 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 screw that.
0: Those are for us. <laughs> That's all this. <day. laughs> Those are ours. Oh, my
1: gosh. Jason, you're, you're a class act, sir. It's, it's been a pleasure to call you a friend all these years, and uh, we really appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule, to uh, join us on the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. I am
2: so thankful you guys gave me the invitation. I can't thank you both enough, and uh, I look forward to hopefully doing this again in the future.
0: Oh, yeah, this isn't goodbye, brother. This is see you soon, because in December you're definitely going to be back. Sounds good to me. All right, Jason,
1: we'll be talking soon, all right? You, You have a great night.
0: Same to you. All right.
1: Later.